testing one two three hopefully this catches this time hopefully i complete the episode this time i've been meaning to do this episode my first episode in 10 months for the past four months i hope this finds you well hopefully you're doing better if you ever listened to it if it ever resonated with you if you ever went through struggles like loneliness depression anxiety and all that stuff i i really do hope this episode finds you doing a lot better i've been off the grid for about 10 months i literally just disappeared and it's kind of one of the few advantages of being a small time quote-unquote content creator um you just kind of fall to the wayside and nobody really notices because well you're small time now if this was joe rogan or any of the major podcasts and they were gone for a month and everything people would lose their minds you have to forgive me if i interject while i'm talking because i'm driving right now and i seem to be Ugh. i'm in columbia south carolina more about that later why i think that south carolina as every other state needs to have a bit of an overhaul politically just in general no politicians they need all these to be overhauled but anyway i um i've been going pretty steady in terms of you know once a month once every couple weeks whenever it would hit me then then one day oh god this person's getting out of his car yeah i'm driving in columbia and it's 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 dangerous as a truck driver Who's riding right now in this pickup truck? It's incredibly dangerous to ride in this city. This town is full of idiots. Full of people who are distracted, who have not yet grasped the gravity of multiple thousands of pounds of metal and steel and aluminum alloy.
This is the fuck down again. Still here at the moment, and what happens even if I drop dead. I'll still die. One of the things that helped me get but it's not always easy. Like I said, you go to church on Christmas, and you know, you go to your Catholic church, and like I said, I'm the only one in my church. 
for the math. People are nice and you get along. And like I said, they're having an Irish fest. I'm going to go help set up. Now, keep in mind, I, I, I'm a, I'm, when I say I'm a black person, I'm like a black person who like imbibes like Malcolm X and Louis Farrakhan. But who've kind of been at the revolution. King, Robin, Matthew. And I don't consider myself, you know, the, you know, middle of I'm like, nah, I'm a little more. People appeal to me more. So, this new experience, getting to know people, they're nice people, there's so many sweet people you talk to, and just interacting and throwing myself out there and just kind of going, listen, life's taught me lessons about friendships and relationships. They're not going to always be there. They're not always fruitful. And sometimes I, I, I now approach interactions not even looking for friendship. I go, it's just going to be what it is. Take it for this moment. When I'm talking to somebody in that moment, I don't ever think, oh, this person, they don't like me or this. I say, who cares? We may never see each other again. Why am I going to get worried about that? That shit is beyond my control. Let me tell you what, I've been driving trucks long enough and seen enough car accidents and enough shit. I think I talked about, I don't know if I ever talked about it. When I was in Charlotte, I don't think I did. And we were we were driving, and I was in a truck. And this is how you can just tell how ephemeral life is, how precious. At the same time, it's just a combination, isn't it? And so I'm in a truck, and then I'm going down 95, and da 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 da. And all of a sudden, traffic comes to a stop because fucking traffic comes to a stop. Time, and it comes to a stop. Really Tractor, an older van, truck, box trailer. Eh. Blow past him, but all of a sudden the track. You could see the truck and the length behind you. His trailer was moved over to the right. It was smoking back there. And then I looked and I saw it looked like a crumpled mess of metal on fire. And then I got the, I kind of had this half second of, oh, that's what. I'm loaded and I'm in a truck. I'm not going to be any help here. I'm going to keep it pushing. If I was behind him, yeah, I would have helped. But I was like, there's nothing. No, no. What you're going to need to do is keep pushing because you need to get this traffic moving because everybody is going to gawk over somebody's last minutes. And I, about, you know, and I'm thinking, fuck. I mean, what was that person doing five seconds before? Hey, I'm going to go do this and this and this. Let me go check this. Let me go change this radio dial. I want to hear this song. And that is it. If you are lonely. You have no choice but to grow. You have no choice. You should not give yourself any other choice but to grow. I don't care if you grow more in isolation. Whatever cup life gives you, drink it. Because it's going to come to an end. It's an unexpected time. And it's just that sunk in with me. It's sunk in, you know, because I think about it. I was in another 
traffic jam right at the bottom of a bridge where a fatal accident just happened. A guy just turned in the car and ran the light and hit him. And he died. And he laid his body out there for a while. And I'm thinking, this person was somebody. He was thinking about something. He was in a hurry to go someplace. Probably, hey, this and that, this light. Can you imagine thinking, you're not even thinking 10 seconds prior. My time on Earth is almost over. Like in Turkey, in Syria, you're in an apartment building. You're asleep at night. You don't think, hey, I'm going to go to sleep and that'll be it. There's not going to be anything after this. That that really does stun me in a way. And if I seem like I'm rambling, this is not scripted. Okay, You want real and authentic? Everybody wants to talk about being real? This is real. I'm just scattershotting right now. I'm just talking right now because, well, I don't have a group of friends I can go meet and go have dinner with and go, hey, let's talk. Let's go do this, you know? I just literally am sitting here in my room. You should have seen it when my uh, father-in-law came to town. I, I don't talk to him or have any association with him. Well, you know, whatever. And he you know, gets his grandkids and he takes them places and that's fine. So they're not, I don't get to pick them up that weekend. So I'm at home by myself the whole weekend. I mean, my brother's pretty socially active and I'm in the house by myself. And it's kind of a weird thing because it actually all came full circle. And these lessons and everything kind of came full circle around December. Because November, my uncle who lived in the house with us passed away. And I just remember feeling like my strands, my connections to the human family were breaking because my uncle was like this. He was in a wheelchair bound. He had a stroke. He had a lot of organ failure. Couldn't get around that well. But he, he, he managed and he did well. Before, he was a carpenter, a bowler, just this active person. Got married, let his health go to shit, had a massive stroke and a lot of permanent damage, but he fought back. This time, he got sick, and I remember seeing him in the hospital, and they hadn't shaved him or anything. Shout out to the American healthcare system, you know, with overworked nurses and everything, but I'll go on about that later. Or maybe never, who knows. And I'm shaving him. And he can't eat and I'm feeding him ice and he's got tears in his eyes and I'm thinking, fuck, this is my uncle. And he's thanking me and I'm thinking, man, one of the one thing out of all of this that I can think of right now, all the shit and all the complaining that I do is for the people who were riders, I'm thankful for them. My grandmother, my grandparents, my parents. Uncles and aunts and everything. People that were riders and, you know, he was supposed to go to Charleston for a procedure. They sent him to Charleston. They said he was fine. Sent him back. The next day he has a cardiac arrest and I'm in there with him. And then the next day I'm in the room with him. He's dead. That's it. No goodbyes. And then the month later, my great aunt Betty died. Now it's like your great aunt. That's kind of a, you know people talk about their great aunt, but we were in a weird situation. We were kind of growing up in New Jersey, and you know my dad being from Alabama, he moved up there to be with his uncle, Joe and his aunt Betty. Well, we were in New Jersey. They were like our grandparents. The love we got from them. Oh, there's so many things I got from them. My first job was with Uncle Joe. Aunt Betty was just the sweetest, loving woman, and cousins and just you have this family there and you, I have so many memories and weird thing was she struggled with depression in her life she tried to kill herself at age, age 62 and I remember that and we were talking about when I had depression 
In fact, when I started this podcast, the very first episode was in New Jersey at their house. We were cleaning up the house because Uncle Joe was sick and he was being brought home for hospice care. And that was when I decided, I want to start a podcast. I'm so lonely. I want to meet people and be around people. I'll at least throw my voice out there. If I can't be around them physically and in feeling, at least my voice can be out there. At least my thoughts, at least the essence of who I am in some way, shape, or form can be somewhere not here. And I remember that talking with my Aunt Betty and then she died. Her funeral was really hard. I mean, you know, it was just like, man. Cause we used to always talk. We'd talk for hours on the phone. She she was a talker. She used to garden. <laughs> she was just an excellent military wife, former nurse, former bus driver. So she could sympathize with the air brakes and all that stuff because she used to drive a bus. She was just an amazing woman. I think about it like, man. I remember every time I got a chance, I went up to go see her. And always get a big hug and a big kiss from her. And I just remember thinking, man, so now here I am. I'm down two pillars in my life and, you know. So that's why I've been gone for 10 months. A lot of shit's been going on. I've been growing. It's not fun. I kind of hate it. I really do. I, I kind of wish I can go back in time. But I don't want to. The last episode I said make the change and I never said it'd be easy because fuck it's hard. Yes, I have an imaginary friend. You might look at me strange and everything. I look at you like you're fucking missing out. This imaginary friend's been spot on. Every time. Spot on. I'd say that makes him real. And maybe just maybe his cumulative effect is more than the effect of my quote unquote real friends who I'm thankful for. Disappointed in, saddened by, hurt by, but you know. You have these feelings. That's fine. This person, literally, is the other part of my brain fighting against the anxiety, the depression, the loneliness, the part where I'm like, I'll never get out of this. And this person goes, gives a fuck. At least you're alive. Go live. Well, we'll catch you on the flip side.